Hello and welcome to the Thoughtful Language Learner podcast. My name is Makoto, and I'm the author of the book The Thoughtful Language Learner. Are you a struggling language learner? Do you feel like you lack the confidence and skills to learn a foreign language? I believe that cultivating self-awareness and understanding who you are as a learner is the key to success. And through this podcast, I'm bringing you the contents of my book. Each episode will cover a new chapter, sort of like an audiobook. And what's cool is I'm bringing you each chapter through some text-to-speech technology. I hope you like it. Chapter 2: Why Self-Awareness is the Solution. On October 22, 2014, Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook, accomplished an incredible feat. He took part in a 30-minute question and answer session at Tsinghua University in Beijing. And he did it all in Mandarin Chinese. I can tell you that this was no easy task for him, especially since I personally know how much work it takes to get to this level of Chinese. Zuckerberg initially started learning in 2010. He had set it as a new challenge for himself and devoted time each week to study. In an email to Fortune magazine, he said I blocked out an hour every day to study and it has been an amazing experience so far. I've always found learning new languages challenging, so I wanted to jump in and try to learn a hard one. It has been a very humbling experience. With language, there's no way to just figure it out like you can with other problems, you just need to practice and practice. Four years of studying Chinese had culminated to this moment at Tsinghua. Unfortunately, people gave him mixed reviews on his Chinese ability. Many critiqued his pronunciation and tones. Maybe after four years of study, his Chinese should have been much better. Some even considered his performance a total failure. But in my opinion, it was a complete success. Giving a public talk at a world-renowned university would be nerve-wracking for anyone. But to do it in another language would be absolutely terrifying. Even reciting a memorized speech or presentation would be difficult. It's likely that Zuckerberg prepared certain responses in advance, but other parts of the Q&A seemed genuinely spontaneous. It's amazing that he held an extended conversation like this after four years of study. Especially considering the fact that Zuckerberg is busy running a $200 billion company called Facebook. It also took a tremendous amount of courage to get up on that stage and face the risk of failure and criticism. A year later, on October 24, 2015, Zuckerberg returned to Tsinghua and gave a 20-minute speech all in Chinese. That same year, he also met with President Xi Jinping of China. He noted this was the first time I've ever spoken with a world leader entirely in a foreign language. I consider that a meaningful personal milestone. It was an honor to meet President Xi and other leaders. What we see from this comment is that Zuckerberg had always been clear about his goals. There is always room for improvement when learning a second language, but for Zuckerberg he knew what success looked like for himself. Success and Self-Awareness when we consider successful people like Mark Zuckerberg or Warren Buffett, what factors contribute to their great success? You might focus your answer on things like intelligence or talent. There is no doubt that their success is closely linked to how smart they are. But what if intelligence and talent weren't the only factors involved? 
What if sometimes we overemphasize intelligence and fail to appreciate other factors that lead to success? The truth is that self-awareness is a crucial factor in achieving success. Whether we survey research across business, leadership, or academics, we see self-awareness not only mentioned as an important skill but often the distinguishing factor of successful people. For example, one Cornell University study looked at dozens of executives at top public and private companies to determine key traits that led to their success. After exploring a number of different factors, it was found that a high self-awareness score was the strongest predictor of overall success. In his book Discovering Your True North, Bill George describes how self-awareness should be the starting point in every leader's development, when Stanford Graduate School of Business asked its advisory council the most important capability for leaders to develop, their answer was nearly unanimous, self-awareness. A similar concept to self-awareness is emotional intelligence. According to the Oxford Dictionary of Psychology, emotional intelligence or emotional quotient can be defined as the ability to monitor one's own and other people's emotions, to discriminate between different emotions and label them appropriately, and to use emotional information to guide thinking and behavior. In their book Emotional Intelligence 2.0, Travis Bradbury and Gene Greaves describe how they developed an emotional intelligence test for organizations and the corporate world. They surveyed people from around the globe in various types of jobs and positions. Specifically, they measured levels of emotional intelligence across half a million senior executives and found that emotional intelligence skills are more important to job performance than any other leadership skill. Emotional Intelligence and Self-Awareness what is the relationship between emotional intelligence and self-awareness? One author describes self-awareness as the ability to see ourselves clearly, to understand who we are, how others see us, and how we fit into the world around us. The author goes on to say whereas emotional intelligence is primarily about awareness and regulation of emotions in ourselves and others, self-awareness is a much broader term, it covers our internal characteristics that go beyond emotions, our values, passions, aspirations, fit, patterns, reactions, and impact on others, as well as how we're seen by other people. Where emotional intelligence is more narrowly focused on what we are feeling and how we manage our feelings, self-awareness concerns our emotions and other aspects such as our strengths and weaknesses, our motivations, and our dispositions. I define self-awareness as the ability to make accurate observations of oneself. And accurate is the key word here. The problem is most people think they are more self-aware and empathetic than the people around them. One study surveyed 5,000 different people on this topic and found that even though most people believe they are self-aware, self-awareness is truly a rare quality, we estimate that only 10 to 15 percent of the people we studied actually fit the criteria. Research and Actual Practice Research in the area of second language learning has had a long and rich history. Educators and researchers have explored many facets of the language learning process and have tried to uncover the key factors for success. Unfortunately, there is often a gap between the academic world and those who are actually trying to learn languages. One of the aims of this book is to bridge this gap between research and practice. When we turn our attention to academics, we find different studies that show just how important self-awareness and emotional intelligence is for success. 
For example, one study among university students learning English as a foreign language, EFL, found that intermediate EFL learners with a high degree of emotional intelligence achieve greater listening comprehension ability. Another study sampled 68 university students and examined the relationship between emotional intelligence and writing ability. The study compared the results of an emotional intelligence questionnaire with a writing ability test and found there was a relatively strong positive relationship between emotional intelligence and writing achievement. More generally, self-awareness has been found to have a strong relationship with overall academic performance. For example, one study sampled over 100 university students, looking at the relationship between emotional intelligence and academic achievement. The researchers found that those learners who have higher emotional intelligence scores show higher academic achievement than those who have lower emotional intelligence scores. Another study sampled over 500 university students to look at language skills, such as speaking and listening, and grade point average, GPA, and found that second language skills and GPA were strongly associated with several dimensions of emotional intelligence questionnaire, interpersonal and stress management abilities, completed at the end of the academic year. The interpersonal dimension involves emotional self-awareness, the ability to recognize and understand one's feelings. What we see from these different studies is the connection between self-awareness and language learning success. Those who have a greater awareness of themselves do better than those who do not. But what these studies often fail to explain is how to develop greater self-awareness. They simply give us a clue that focusing on self-awareness is a smart choice. But where does a language learner go from here? Self-awareness can be developed. In his book Emotional Intelligence, Daniel Goleman describes how emotional intelligence is something that can be learned and developed. He states our genetic heritage endows each of us with a series of emotional set points that determines our temperament. But the brain circuitry involved is extraordinarily malleable, temperament is not destiny. In a similar way, Bradbury and Greaves describe how there is no known connection between IQ and emotional intelligence, you simply can't predict emotional intelligence based on how smart someone is. Cognitive intelligence, or IQ, is not flexible. Your IQ, short of a traumatic event such as a brain injury, is fixed from birth. You don't get smarter by learning new facts or information. Intelligence is your ability to learn, and it's the same at age 15 as it is at age 50. Emotional intelligence, on the other hand, is a flexible skill that can be learned. While it is true that some people are naturally more emotionally intelligent than others, a high emotional intelligence can be developed even if you aren't born with it. One study worked with a group of psychology students to try to increase their emotional intelligence. The students received training and lessons during a four-week period. They found that the training led to a significant improvement in emotion identification and emotional management, self and others' emotions. Even more amazing was a follow-up check that showed all positive changes remained significant six months after the intervention. Whatever our current level of self-awareness and emotional intelligence, we should be encouraged that it is not fixed. They are attributes that can be cultivated and improved upon. Maybe you already feel that you are self-aware. You can accurately identify your thoughts and feelings in your language learning process. Or maybe you're not so sure. 
This book will help you as a language learner increase your self-awareness and improve your language learning. Assessment Tools There are many useful questionnaires, inventories and assessment tools out there to help build self-awareness. But before we go any further, it should be stated that any form of self-reporting tool will inherently have some biases or errors. There can be blind spots. There can be times when we observe ourselves incorrectly. But using assessment tools is a step in the right direction. It helps us get the internal dialogue started. Even if it means pondering questions that help us realize what we previously didn't notice about ourselves. If we take cues from the business world, we see that top companies use different assessment tools to help their own employees cultivate self-awareness. According to a case study by Enneagram in Business, large companies such as Avon, Best Buy, Daimler Mitsubishi, and Toyota are using self-assessment tools like the Enneagram to enhance emotional intelligence and interpersonal competence among employees, and catalyze culture change. Harvard Business School and Fortune 500 companies likewise emphasize the importance of cultivating self-awareness. If it is important for them, it should also be important for our context of language learning. I am not tied to any specific self-assessment tool. There are many great tools out there. Each has its advantages and disadvantages. I highlight a few specific tools in this book, not because they are better, but because 1. They are available for free and 2. Because it helps us have a framework to talk about different topics. Ultimately, these assessments are here to provide you with a toolbox to cultivate self-awareness. Remember that the tools recommended in this book and other self-reporting questionnaires are not infallible. They may give you faulty results if used incorrectly. Getting accurate results hinges upon, ironically, your ability to make accurate observations of yourself. You may find it helpful to revisit some of these tools every 6 to 12 months. Check if you have any changes. Also, note that many of these tools measure preferences or tendencies. No learner is 100% of one preference. For example, you may be more of a visual learner, but it doesn't mean that you won't benefit from auditory learning. There is no learning style or preference that is wrong or incorrect. Instead, we are looking to make accurate observations of ourselves in the language learning process and then see if we can make changes to enhance our learning. Conclusion Early in my language learning journey, I wish I knew then what I know now about self-awareness. I spent so much time and effort trying different learning methods and techniques to learn Mandarin. Many of which was incompatible with my learning style or learning rhythm. If only someone had told me about these concepts and assessment tools. The research is clear that higher self-awareness leads to greater success. Developing and increasing your self-awareness is crucial for language learning. In the following chapters, I will guide you through your different learning styles, learning attitudes and learning rhythms. I trust that it will help and encourage you on your language learning journey. I hope you enjoyed this chapter of my book. If you found it helpful, send me a message, let me know. Also, I have a free PDF that introduces some of the assessment tools mentioned in my book. If you're interested, just go to rebrand.ly forward slash free PDF. Thanks for listening.